Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Red X podcast. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and this is the podcast where we bring on agents and coaches and investors and people that are very experienced in their field to answer some of y'all's um, greatest questions and so that you can build stability and opportunity in your business. Today, we have Chris Prefontaine with us. Hi, Chris. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Um, welcome to the show. So why don't we just start with a little introduction of who you are, why you're here, um, and a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So I'm with SmartRealEstateCoach.com. We are in Rhode Island, the large state of Rhode Island. It's myself, my son-in-law, Zach, my son, Nick. We buy and sell property on terms. Uh, we'll talk about what that means a little bit later. I was, I've been at this 29 and a half years, so I did do the real estate agent route for about 18 of those years. And uh, we also go out and teach that same thing, buying and selling on terms, especially during this chaos, are uh, all around North America with students. Uh, some agents, some not agents. Great, that's awesome. You uh, sounds like you work a lot with your family. Yeah, it is a family. It started with me, and then it grew organically with the family. Yep, and it, it's been that way, one shape, form, or fashion for the past twenty nine and a half years. But this business in particular is, yeah, it's all family. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, um, so a lot of our customers have been asking about investment properties and how to get started in that um, because they've learned that when the market kind of goes down they and they stop working, they're not making any money, right? Um, so we have a lot of questions from customers that we've received from some of our surveys that we're going to answer today. Um, before awesome. we get into those, I kind of want to start um, with your how you came out of the 2008 recession um i was reading your book who if anybody wants um we can also put it in the chats tony if you find these Great. on um amazon or wherever um so we have this one um the new rules of real estate investing and also real estate on your terms which sounds great right um and you mentioned how the recession kind of hit you pretty hard so back in 2008 so um especially with the pandemic hitting and yeah. things going up and down uh, can you go with us uh go through your story with us yeah so leading up to that it was okay so in 2000 when i had my brokerage hat on just because they can relate to that most of the yeah. listeners um, i sold that business to Cobalt banker in 2000 and then from 2000 on i was doing my own investments but that led into the 2008 and so 2008 was in most markets a third to two thirds drop and in most uh, properties we had, we were signed. Per I was signed personally. That was the conventional way. So the, the, the listeners would say, OK, well, yeah, you save 20 percent and you purchase the property. So that was a nightmare coming out of that, trying to wind down all the loans and everything that had to go with that. So come, that took about four years to actually liquidate or let foreclose or work deals out. So by 2012, we re-engineered everything. And said, okay, what are we going to do if we're going to buy and sell? And what are we going to do to set up a niche in techniques that are not going to be kicked around 
with the next storm, with the next chaos, not yeah. clearly not knowing about COVID. So uh, right. that uh, it's about as recession resistant as you can possibly get. We didn't just survive during this COVID. We tripled in volume and so did students. Um, and so we'll talk about why and how, but what we did is we said, okay, no more bank signing personally, no more bank loans. We do everything on terms, which is lease purchase, owner financing, and a little bit more advanced technique subject to financing. Awesome. Okay. So for the surveys that we've gotten about investment properties, the most common question is where does someone begin? Um, a lot of our audience are agents, um, new agents trying to get traction and be successful in their business. Right. And, um, I forgot to mention if you're watching live right now, please ask your questions in the chat. It's a participatory podcast. We want your questions so that we can get those answered with Chris today. Um, so I kind of want to start before we get into all of the tactics and all of the meat of investments. Um, I wanted to mention a quote that I found in your book, um, that I think is really important to and, and you can uh, talk about a little bit. You said your income is going to be directly related to your commitment to personal development and to developing and refining the skill sets needed for your given profession. So if you're not working hard and you're not trying to develop your personal habits and goals and things like that, you're not going to have any income, right? Yeah, well, hey, I, it doesn't matter if you're an investor. It doesn't matter if you're an agent, new age. Doesn't matter. What what we've seen is this: we can teach people. We've got you know hundreds all over North America that we do deals with. We literally do deals in the trenches with them. Why do some people come out of the trenches in 30 days and do a deal, and why do some people take 365 and everything in between? It's the mental piece. It's the personal development piece. I can we teach the exact same thing to everybody. And so the game changer is going to be the personal development. So what do we do as a, as an education company, we bring our personal coaches, myself, my son, Nick, my son-in-law, Zach, whenever we have a, a good experience, we bring them to the table. Example, uh, I was coached for about six months by Tony Robbins son, this, this 2020, we did this and we liked it. I got good results from it. So I brought him to the community at one of our events. Uh, my son-in-law, Zach has a coach, Dr. Amanda, great results, brought up to the community. So that's what we do mm. constantly. So to help them raise their bar, so to speak. Awesome. Well, can you give us just a couple for the agents listening right now, a few things that can help build your mental peace, like you were talking about, um, whether it's meditation or it's mindset or things like that. What are, what are some action items that people could do right now? Um, I would, because everything's free, not everything. I take that back. I, because there's so <laughs> much free on the internet. I would Google things that you're interested in working on. Like here's a question for you to answer for yourself to tell you where to go with that, that, that you yeah. asked. Okay. So where you are today and where you want to be, I don't care if you're an agent or an investor, there's a gap. Okay. There's a gap. So what do you need to bridge that gap? Is it a coach? Is it personal development? Is it a money paradigm you have? We all have these. So you can't say, no, I don't have any of those. It's just a matter of which one you want to work on next. So we're constantly working on, this question with our students where you want to be and what is the bottleneck and usually it's one of the, mm -hmm. these things so um I, you know they are you i think you said um did you say one of them affirmations i mean that, that yeah. that's one of them for me i mean uh, there's a book called uh here i'll even do this there's a book called 101 affirmations of wealth it's on mm -hmm. amazon but it's by a good friend of mine who passed away we have the rights to that book. If you want to put in your show notes, a link of some sort, uh, we will give them a free copy of that book. 
that's it. 101 affirmations of wealth. And we, we literally bought the rights to his book when he passed away, the family asked us to, and we'll give you a, your database a copy of that. I'm probably opening a can of worms with that. I don't know how many people are listening. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you so much for offering that. Um, we will definitely put the link in. Should they contact you? What can, uh, they-, they, can they can email support at, and I'm definitely going to get in trouble, support at <laughs> and put awesome. in the, in the, in the subject line affirmation book and I'll warn them. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, that's awesome. So agents can go and get that. Um, 101 affirmations of wealth, correct? Yes. That's awesome. Um, for me, just speaking about affirmations, I when I got this job at Red X, that was something that was really common among the most successful agents was that they were just telling you, telling themselves affirmations. And I had never done it before. And so I started and I was even doing it before this podcast, like, okay, this is going to be great. It's going to be a great show. People are going to love it. And it really does affect your mind, right? It's amazing what it can do, the power of our minds and the things that we do that can either negatively or positively affect them. Yeah, and I know people people could say, oh, that's foo-foo or that's this or that's... Let me, <laughs> let me give you a very direct example. Yeah. We had on our show two days ago, uh, Mr. Ed Millette. Now, if you don't know Ed, just look at his podcast. Uh, it, it, Google him. He is in yeah. the uh, 50 wealthiest under 50 Forbes list. Um, he does real estate at a high, high level. He does a lot of it on terms. He's going to be our keynote speaker at our event. And he said in the show, a key piece of his mental development is his visualizations. And people go, oh, yeah, that's it. No, hmm. it's 100% applicable to what we're doing. And he's uh, super, super wealthy. He does many tens of millions more than us. And he's telling you to do visualizations. So I'm going to give him credit for that. But it's a big part of what I do, too. That's awesome. I think that is important even the most successful people are still doing the basics that a lot of the people that might just be in the middle of their career are just oh no it's fine i'm i'm good i don't need to do that i can be successful without those but they're very, the most simple but so effective things so thank you for um addressing that so i want to just address the people that are watching welcome jeff tom amanda darlene richard uh, michael all of you returning um returning guests as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, so Amanda actually asked a question a little bit ago uh, that we can get into. She asked, could you discuss term financing versus traditional financing and the pros and cons? Yeah, for sure. All we do is terms. Um, I'm sorry, the name was, was it Amanda? Amanda, yes. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. Yes, we all we do is terms. So that for us is least purchase uh, and owner financing. Let's stick with those two. Now, now, when you say compared to traditional, I'll, I'll comment on a few things. And if it doesn't answer it, ask you know, another one. Right now, with COVID going on, prior to COVID, there was 62 to 82% of the buyers in any market in the United States that if you took a snapshot in time, they couldn't get a loan. Maybe a little credit thing needed to be enhanced, maybe some time for seasoning, maybe a down payment. Since COVID, that bar has been raised dramatically, as everyone knows. So yeah. if the credit score is not good, if the reserves aren't good, in the jumbo loans, it's it's very challenging. So we're getting a lot of the higher-end uh, sellers that can't sell with relatives, and they're not having buyers that get financed. So we have the entire market that can't get conventional financing coming to us. Uh, it's an enormous pool of buyers. 
And so I wish, I can tell you guys right now, forget COVID for a second. I wish when I was a realtor, I knew how to buy and sell on terms because you now with both ends of the spectrum, you can go to a seller morally and ethically and say, let me look at your situation. I will tell you if it's best to list it and get it sold conventionally, or perhaps I can buy it with my investor hat on. That's a cool thing to have. There's a big difference between the conventional and the, in the, uh, in the terms financing different whole market. Yeah. And you, you kind of alluded to it, but this is actually a question that we got on our survey, uh, is, is there an advantage to being an agent and also an investor? Yeah, there's no disadvantage or or advantages that's bad. Um, yeah. If you're if you're real, we have we have non-licensed and licensed in our associate community. When I say the word associate, that means these people are doing deals with us. We revenue mm -hmm. share all around the country so they learn how to do it with us in the trenches. It's not just theory. And so if you're a realtor, yes, you can go into a home with almost no exceptions. And I'll give you one of the exceptions and either buy or list that. Now, when I was an agent, and I'm sure you guys experienced this. Are there properties that expire? Not, not, not you're doing, they just expire. You can't sell them, you did everything. Yes. Are there properties that are over leveraged? Yes. Are there buyers that can't get financing despite what you do? Yes. These are all things now that you can help. You can help that person and you can be the investor there if you can't do it with your agent hat on. There's an entire profit center. And I'll give you a number, uh, the, we have a deal we just did recently. We did it on a webinar uh, for a different group of realtors and the the deal we showed was like an eighty six thousand dollar profit deal we averaged 75 and it was mm -hmm. sent to us through a realtor they referred it and so i said why don't you learn how to do this like you're right. giving up all this money wow so there is a great opportunity investments if a lot of the people that are listening right now um a lot of the people that answered the survey as well are single agents and yeah. just kind of getting started in the business so this is an amazing opportunity where someone can sure. really maximize on a lot more income right yeah That's it awesome. sure is and here yeah here's something else to think about the way we structure these when i said the words the, the number 75 grand yeah. The way we structure these is three paydays per deal. You held the book up. That's what it talks about. There's three paydays. So you you do a deal as a realtor. I know we did a hundred homes a year before I sold the company. And so that's a lot of homes. But guess what? In January, I had to go, oh man, I got to do this again to get my production <laughs> the same. Yes, there's referrals. And yes, you have some repeat, but you got to go do that again. On these terms deals, we create three paydays, cash up front, cash monthly, nice income stream, and then cash long term. That's a different deal than... I do a deal, I get one check. Totally different type of income. Wow, and multiple streams of income because if one goes down or something, like if you're just an agent and the market goes down and you're not having as much success, you still have something to rely on and to generate income from. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. There's a lot of uncertainty now. I know a lot of realtors are super busy this month, but I also know March, yeah. April, May because we get a lot of the business that they weren't. And so how about having both uh, as kind of ammunition to help buyers and sellers? Yeah, it sounds it sounds very obvious that you would want to do that. Why do you think yeah. agents don't or people don't get into investment properties? Yeah, good question. I was an agent, so I'm not stepping on toes, but they, sometimes it's just the blinders on. It's the conventional mentality. Why was I at it for 18 years and never did this? I never knew about it. I mean, I knew of certain pieces of it. Did I know about owner financing? Yeah. Did I know about leases yeah but i didn't know about the whole system and, and we've actually trademarked the three payday thing so we've created that but it's a great tack on to what that you're doing now 
Awesome. Okay, so then let's get into some of the questions. Um, Tasha asked, and like I said before, this is our number one question asked, so we can get more into this. Where does somebody begin? Yeah. So, okay. So it doesn't, I'm going to talk on a biased basis, obviously, about our niche, right? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if somebody wants to begin with us, uh, it's it, again the family company. So, someone in the family is working with you personally. This is not, hey, I'll, I'll get a call and I don't know who I'm talking to. So there's a free webinar. There's a few free resources. I'm big on free, Natasha. So you okay. want to go to the free webinar at smartrealestatecoach.com. If, if you can go through that for 35 to 50 minutes, that'll tell you more. And that'll let you know if you want to look further. There's also a YouTube channel. And on that YouTube channel, especially if you're, well, actually, if you're an investor or a realtor, if you go to the YouTube and you put in Smart Real Estate Coach, on Sundays, we release what's called a Deal Structure Sunday. And that's a whiteboarded deal. You'll get it because you've done deals if you're a realtor. And we whiteboard the entire thing and show you how the three paydays are built. And there's over 100. There's probably over 120 now. So you, we expose everything, the good, the bad, the challenges, ways we do it. And you can get a sense for the niche and how it might fit in your business. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for the free resources. I'm sure our audience feels the same. Uh, and I know... You can't give us everything in just a 45, 30 minute uh, podcast. Um, but where are like, some just some steps that someone could start? Like one step one, go to your website and check that out. Um, but just kind of go through like the beginning of going from not an investor at all to starting. Yeah. Uh, OK, so I'll give you the ideal path. The ideal okay. path would be. Uh, go through the webinar. Uh, the book is a nice add-on to anything we do. So it's not like you have to read it before you can move on. But So do that simultaneously. At the end, I'll give you a free a free link, excuse me, for the electronic version of that, or you can buy the you know the hard copy on Amazon. So then you go, th after you go through the webinar, then you can take the online academy if you want. And so again, it's non, uh, it's not, it's not with us working with you yet. It's online and you can choose to go do deals at your own pace or you can say, okay, I can see how I can tack this on. Those are the three steps. That's it. That's going to give you your base of knowledge. Then it's just a matter of how fast you want to run. Do you want to get aggressive and do deals with us? Do you want to just do it on your own and add it on to your realtor business? Either one is fine. You'll know when you go through it. Okay, great. Well, um, then let's go on to the next question from Allison. Uh, how much money do you need to start investing? Uh, this is good, Allison, because we don't use cash. So our lease purchase deals, our agreements are written in with $10. Now, should you invest a little bit in you and will there be a little bit of an overhead? Yes. So here's how it looks. To get you to uh, a, a one deal a month business, it's going to take some time. But to get you to a one deal a month business, depending on how aggressive you want to be, where you're creating three paydays that do average, uh, our students average 45 grand to 250, but our family team is around 75. That's a significant deal. So even if it took you a whole year to get there, the, to run that business, even though you already have a current business, let's assume you're a realtor, then you're going to be at somewhere between five and $700 a month. That's including having a virtual assistant call your leads for you so you're not calling and dialing uh, you know, cold. So mm -hmm. that's that's pretty low overhead. I mean, I was a realtor too. I get what goes into that business. That's a pretty low overhead to go ahead and generate those types of paydays. So it, relative to any other business, which is why I'm doing it, why we do it, it's super, super low. So you're talking about leads, like calling people wanting to invest in their properties? Yeah. So we get most of our leads um, from the same place that a lot of realtors do. So they're already talking to them. 
So expired mm. listings for sale by owner and for rent by owner. And then we're really big right now on free and clear property. So we'll, we'll get those lists online through our software because there's a third of the properties in the United States right now that are free and clear. Many of them are on the higher end, say the jumbo loan end. And many of those are not having good luck selling right now because of the loan situation. So right. we're targeting a lot of them and having great success there because those are all six figure deals. When you start talking about free and clear properties and owner financing deals. Amazing. So if I want to get on the phone, start calling expired leads, wanting to either try to resell their home if I want to do that as an agent or want to invest in it as an investor, what, it, what does the script look like? What would you say to somebody um, who you're interested in their property? Okay. So I'll give you two scripts. So I'm not licensed anymore, nor is my son uh, on purpose. So we, ours is simple. Now then I'll cross into the realtor. Mine is simple. I, mine would be, I, if I got you to your price, are you open to at least purchase or owner financing? That used yeah. to be about a 30% yes. With COVID, it's about a 50 to 60% yes. Um, for a realtor, um, most of our realtor students call with that same script. And if the uh, seller says, are you a realtor? They say, yes, I'm licensed in your area. I'm also looking for property for myself. I have two options for you. Very simple. Cool. So you're the expert. Yeah. Picture this. Say you are a realtor and you're going into these homes. How many other realtors in your marketplace can actually go with the skill sets of also buying it right away? You right. differentiate yourself as the expert in the area. That's awesome. It must give you such an edge and an advantage when you're Absolutely calling, does. especially because we hear from agents all the time that one of the common objections is, oh, you're the 30th agent to call me, especially for expired yep. listings. And yep. if if they're able to say, well, hey, maybe I would be interested in buying your property, then you just beat out all of the Simple other call. people that Simple. called in. I love you're that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, Sonia asks, which kind of goes into what we're talking about. Um, do you, when you're calling expired listings or, or whatever you are calling your leads, uh, what type of investments would you recommend getting started with in the beginning? Uh, basic single family and medium price ranges because they're, they're moving right now. Uh, when I talk about the higher end, would that be a good first deal? If you're in a higher end area. But when I say higher end, I mean past the median in your given area. Um, so median price range for us around here in Rhode Island might be in the three to the 500 range, right. uh, bread and butter price range. If a higher end, not right of right here in my resort area, but just off Island, higher end would be, you know, a million dollars to say, uh, higher end in DC would be 3 million. It just depends on where you are. Okay. So you're just kind of saying, look around where you're at, what your market's like and, and go with like single family, maybe if that's where you're at, but keep it average, especially for a beginner. Right. Yeah. For a beginner, it's single family, median of just below and just above median. Um, when you yeah. if you decide to go to the academy, we bought our office building on terms, 20 year terms. We didn't use a bank. We didn't sign personally. So you can do this with anything, but stick to basics for starters. That's great. Um, which kind of goes into Lula's question, which asks, what is the criteria for a good investment property? And what is the most important thing to consider when looking for them? When looking for them, Lulu, the, the most important thing is why they're selling. Absolutely. Because I, people say to me, how do you convince a seller to sell on terms? And I say, we don't ever convince. What we do is we listen for the motivation and we see if we have a solution for it. So example, had a couple recently an expired listing. The couple was getting a divorce. They obviously didn't sell or wouldn't have hit the expireds. They were $4,100 in arrears. 
and they had a home that they were willing to walk away from and leave about 70 grand equity on the table because they didn't want their credit trash anymore. So that was yeah. a simple, okay, I heard that. Now I can buy the home. Um, the one might be, it was a free and clear property, 10 acre estate out in Pennsylvania. No, not hurting financially in this one. P perfectly fine, debt free, but wanted to go to Texas to be with his five kids for Thanksgiving last year. So we bought that on owner financing, nothing down, monthly principal payments. These are big, big deals. So all you do is listen for their motivation. And then the second thing, Lulu, is the term. How long can you get on the term? Because we were able to give that guy full price for the house. Why? And, and he, so he made way more than he would if he listed conventionally. Why? Because he went long enough on the term where it made sense for us to make principal payments and get that way down. Motivation and term. Motivation term. Got it. That's great. Um, and we just got a question in from Kimberly who says, what about wholesaling? Some say to start there. Is this so? All right. Now I'm going to step on toes. I have friends that are on my <laughs> podcast that wholesale, but wholesaling is a job just like you have as a realtor. And that's meant no offense to anyone, but it's a yeah. one deal, one check. And in my opinion, a one deal, small check. So we don't wholesale. Mm -hmm. I've maybe done three out of several hundred deals in the last few years. There's, here's the deal. Wholesaling, besides being a one check deal and a small check deal, besides that, so you spin in a lot of plates, it's very competitive. It's just like when when all the HGTV channels came out, we rehab, my wife's doing rehab right now, but is that our main model? No, very competitive, which means thinner margins, right? right. You, go in, you go in and you say to the seller, um, I'm an investor. Well, I know you're gonna try to steal my home because that's what all the hundreds of wholesalers have told them, I gotta buy it at 60 or 70 cents. When you say, no, I can pay market value, let me come explain how, different conversation, less competition, you're the hero. Wow, well, there you go. Thanks, Kimberly, for the question. Um, that's awesome. So another question we got uh, from Danielle, and we kind of touched on this, but she said, I don't have cash to get started. Is a hard money lender the best way to get started? No, because Danielle, we're never gonna buy that property. Let me give you an example. Um, let's say Haley has a home. Let's, let's give a, a, a kind of normal scenario. Haley has a home for 300,000, Danielle, and she has a $200,000 mortgage. She couldn't sell. So I say, all right, Haley, if you'll wait three years, let's just give an example, pretty common. Yeah. I will give you a hundred thousand dollars in three years and pay off the underlying loan. Now, what am I going to do in the meantime? I'm just structuring a simple lease purchase. It's a $10 deposit. So just picture you being in my shoes, Danielle. You just structured a deal with Haley where you said for $10, I want to tie up your home. I want to do it on a lease purchase. And it's contingent upon me finding my tenant buyer to rent to own with. No risk. You find your tenant buyer. It's the easiest piece of the equation. You put them in the home. They cover the mortgage plus some. That's one of the paydays. And then at the end of that three years, you're cashing that home out. How? Your tenant buyer is cashing it out. And you're getting your three paydays all along the way you put a $10 deposit down. You'll never take out hard money loans and you'll never sign personally with a bank loan. Wow. That is perfect. Awesome. Well, and then another question that I love that I want to get into. Jesus asked, what is the most significant obstacle that you encountered when you were starting your business and how did you overcome it? Hey, so it's coming from uh, conventional real estate and realtor, like a yeah. lot of you, it was just the learning curve. Um, I found a mentor, like I always tell people to do, and then I started piecing together other parts of this is how we built the family business, but it was the learning curve. 
it was getting out of the box, getting out of my own way, really, and learning how the kind of different nuances with terms deals would look and how that compared to conventional. I, I can't say it was a long learning curve. It was probably six months. We have it dialed in now for some of our students where they're doing their first deal in 45, 50, 60 days. That wasn't like that three years ago. So we've dialed in our systems to get you through the learning curve a lot faster. Amazing. Get out of your own way. That's what I heard. I like that. Um, and then he followed up with, how does it relate to the obstacles you deal with today on a daily basis and how do you handle them? Um, right now, because the skill set piece of, you know, the getting out of the way piece, that's done. Yeah, right. So now it's more uh, educating uh, the public because say March, April, May, people were in a panic. So it wasn't, you know, the old fight or flight. It was like freeze. And so mm. the biggest obstacle then was getting to enough people to let them know that you get, you're their guide. Uh, there was a survey done right at the beginning of COVID. It ended just like two months ago. The biggest thing your consumers want right now, the biggest thing is to trust you and they want a guide. That's what they want now. That's a, that's a huge survey. It was before and after COVID. And so you've got to be there for them. That's all you got to do. Um, you're not convincing them. You're just holding their hand through this process and through this chaos. I, I just don't see it ending soon. No one knows, but I don't see it right. ending soon. So how do you build that trust? And if that's like one of the most important things, how do you do that? Yeah, we have, uh, so our network helps a lot. We've got a national group. If you, if you look at nationalpropertyteam.com, that's our network of associates doing deals. So it helps for them to know that A, as a realtor, you have another solution. Or if you're just an investor, that's great. It, you have another solution that's non-conventional. Um, and B, that you're part of a national group that, that does thousands of these deals and has around the country, that helps our community. Now, as yeah. an individual starting out, I didn't have that. So when I just started out, you just want to you want to get through that learning curve so you can be the trusted advisor, frankly. Great. Wow. Okay. And then another question we got from Andrew, he said, is there an equation I can use to determine how much money I should make each month on an investment property? Let's say I buy a $350,000 property and my mortgage is $800 a month. What should I charge for rent? And is there a rule or equation to follow? Okay. So it's Andrew. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So Andrew, it, okay. So I'm going to answer it like you were buying a terms though because i would never tell you to buy that with a bank loan and then and and bias opinion again i would never tell you to rent that okay. so when we put it when we put a tenant buyer in a house they are a buyer needing time is there a formula there yes we we'd like to create on every deal as i alluded to three paydays we average 75 grand where does that number come from on the monthly piece somewhere between 300 thousand dollars a month but again, you're not dealing with a renter. So a renter goes in a home and calls you for a clogged toilet. A tenant buyer goes in the home and they're a buyer and they act like an owner. You don't get a call. You're not a landlord. Okay. You're helping them through the process of getting the mortgage. So I'm not answering a direct formula because I, I just wouldn't rent. Um, I can teach you the formula for the terms deals and get you to three paydays. And those are fun to do. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you, Andrew, for the question. Um, and then from Germel, I'm probably saying that wrong, but he said, what would you do differently if you had to start over again, if anything? Yeah, that's a repeat good question. So yeah. I would do something differently. I, I would have um, two things. I would have uh, brought on more trusted advisors or mentors or coaches, whatever you want to call them. Uh, okay. I did a little bit of it. I'm big on that. I've been doing it for years. 
but I also would have hired a my assistant sooner. And that's a okay. hard thing for a new investor because they say, well, I can't afford it. And in hindsight, I can tell you, you can't afford not to. So what we did is we, we called the path. We, we take them through exactly what we did. So I started by myself, just like all of you in 2013, after coming through the crash in 08. And yeah. then I brought on a part-time person, then my son. And so we, we scaled this to what it is today. So we show you how to do that. The difference is we show you how to do it a lot quicker than we did. Great. Well, so you like, like you said, people don't want to do it because they don't have the money or whatever. And you said that's, that's a misconception. You should not do that or, and start building now or. Yeah, I would date if I, if you planted me in a market today, I would go there with a part-time assistant and run the same systems that we run on now on a bigger scale. Cause I started by myself. Start building everybody understands. Yeah. I mean, I started just from scratch like everyone else. That's awesome. Okay. The another one is most from... of these people, Haley, sorry. Most of these people no, probably have some stability, some cash flow, and some credit coming out of the crash. I had none. So they can do it. I mean, this is doable. Definitely. I like that. That gives a lot of hope, I'm sure. Um, another one from Amanda Smith. She said, have you ever had a buyer not be able to fulfill their obligation? And how did it affect the term transaction? Yeah, it's a great question. The biggest question we get on both ends of the transaction. So a couple things here to know, Amanda. Um, first of all, there are a lot of people that teach rent to own. You can go on YouTube tonight and find this statement. The statement is, well, don't worry about qualifying the buyer. Just put them in the home, collect a deposit. If they don't fail, you just do it again. Okay. Mm -hmm. That might be okay legally, but it stinks morally and ethically. So our system is <laughs> such that there is a front end pre-qualification. So we're setting these people up to win. Now, even though we have that, and even over the years, we've made that more and more strict. Do some fail. Yes. Two to 5% of our buyers per year. So we've got it down pretty tight. Have a life event. COVID, uh, a death, a divorce, this uh, out-of-state move. So what do you do? The way our contracts are set up, you have all kinds of options. First of all, I wouldn't put a buyer in a home if I had a three-year contract with a seller. The buyer qualification would tell me they're going to be 18 to 24. That gives me time to turn around, especially if you're a realtor, and just sell it conventionally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Secondly, if you have a lot of time, you can put another rental home buyer in there if you have to. We have a home right now that we bought owner financing three and a half years ago. Unfortunately, it was the one of the, one of two of all 60 properties that had, got hit by COVID and she had to leave. We put on the market and sold it in three weeks for the exact same price we had on the contract with her, uh, with a realtor, because we don't, we're wow. not realtors anymore. So there's all kinds of ways to pivot. I gave you three or four there, but yeah, it happens. I mean, there's a lot of mentors that will say to you, that never happens, everything's rosy. I'll give you everything that could happen because we've been through it and then tell you how to pivot. I love that, especially because you've been through it, you've experienced it. So yeah. you definitely know how to come from nothing, like you just said before. I love it. Um, okay, so another question, um, which is kind of related, but also I, I really like it. They said, what is the ideal daily schedule and activities to be successful? So I know that's a, that's a pretty broad question, but I like the daily schedule part of what does that look like for you or okay, for someone so who wants to get into it? Yeah. So the reason you're right here that it's kind of tough is yeah. <laughs> that's, this is important. That, that schedule that you just mentioned, whoever that was, has to match your goals. That's the big thing. So example, if you said to me, whoever asked that, if you said, I want to do, you know, whatever, five homes in the next six months, I want to create five of those big checks that you just said. Yeah. Okay. And then I said, okay, great. Now, what do you have to give for that? Uh, an hour a day. I would say, 
something's got to give. You have to change the schedule or you have to change your goal because those are not in sync. Now, generally speaking, whatever time it is that you have put aside, when you start, you're going to do two things. You're going to be studying, mm-hmm. important, on the, on the on an academy. And second, you're going to be making some phone calls after your VA calls them. You're going to be making some phone calls to sellers. Uh, when I started, I couldn't afford a VA right away. So, so for some people thinking that, um, I just called myself because as a past realtor, I didn't mind calling. Right. So that, that's all you can do at the beginning. I couldn't even tell you how to fill a whole week if you're brand new because there's nothing else you should be doing. After you get some leads, that's a different conversation. Awesome. You know so, what we could do, Haley? Uh, probably going to get in trouble again, but that's the type <laughs> of question that deserves a phone call. Like if anyone there, if anyone listening wants to get on a private call with myself or Zach, free strategy call to say, here's my goal. What do you think that would take? I, that's what we call a strategy call. Just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. And what that's going to ask you, it's going to ask you six questions. Do you do deals? Do you do no deals? That's okay. There's no wrong answer. So we can help you when we get on the call with you. So I'm happy to do those strategy calls for you for free. Amazing. Thank you so much. All of these free resources. We didn't even <laughs> ask them and you're just giving away. So thank you. And, no and for our audience, I definitely think that you need to maximize on it. Um, a free strategy call, and then also the um, free 101 affirmations of wealth. Uh, that's awesome. Well, Chris, I mean, you've answered all of the questions really quick, which has been awesome. It's been rapid fire, but so much good information. Um, but before we get off, is there anything else that uh, real estate agents or investors need to know that we haven't got into? Um, yeah, look, if you're passionate about creating, I'm going to make a, a kind of a bold statement here. During this chaos, in my opinion, you have a window here of about nine months to create a decade of income if you want to do this on terms. This is what I'm yeah. teaching my students to sprint right now. And how do you do that? I'm not so naive to think we're the only niche, right? There's a lot of good niches in real estate. So number one, find a niche you like or you can get behind or that you think is good during this. I think it's where I am. Second, find someone in the niche that's where you want to be. And I'm not talking just money and success. Talk about value wise and you can align with them, whether it's family or whatever. Third, follow that for 36 months. Now that's the piece where everybody goes, oh, I can do that. I'm coachable. That's the hardest piece because shiny object syndrome sets in and we want to run over here and run over there and run over there. 36 months with blinders on, following someone that knows how to show you the path because success leaves clues. You will have success. I don't care if you're opening a restaurant and take that path. Yeah. Just do those three things. That's amazing. So find a niche you like, uh, find someone in that niche that you can learn from and then put your blinders on for 36 months. Um, That's amazing. It seems so simple. And I think it's easy to overcomplicate, especially with all of these terms that people maybe not not know or um, like being an agent and not knowing anything about investment properties or how to get into it. But this in that one, two, three seems really simple and, and manageable, right? Simple, but not easy. So you said the right yeah. word, simple, but not easy. Yeah, I think, and that's what I love about working at Red X because a lot of our customers are just trying to work hard and be successful. And mm-hmm. and that's something that we, we don't say that it's going to be easy because, I mean, to be successful and if you really want to get where you want to be, it's, it's not going to be an easy road. There's no like shortcut or secret path that's going to make it super easy. But uh, that's why we bring on people to the podcast that know what they're talking about to give the steps to be able to work hard and then be successful. Um, 
And so I love talking and working with people who, who don't want the easy way out. They want real right. things that they can hold on to and then be successful, right? Spot on. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're wrapping up here. Um, is there any final thoughts that we can get from you, Chris, before we sign off? That would be my final thought with all those links. If you share those with those guys, then we can, we can man them up pretty well and get them all rigged up. For sure. Awesome. Uh, for anyone watching, we will definitely put all of those links down in the description of the video. And, and if you're on our website, we'll also put it on the website page where you can access and um, get a hold of all of these amazing free resources that Chris has given us. So thank you, Chris. Um, this has been an awesome 40 minutes, so much knowledge in just 40 minutes. And I know that there is so much that uh, there is still to learn and all of the resources you mentioned so uh, thank you so much for chris for uh popping on here and and talking with all of our customers and the people that follow us um, for everybody that's watching thank you so much for tuning into this podcast um it's the end of the week so we will see you guys on monday um with nicole espinosa who's going to be talking about short sales um, if you want uh, to continue these kinds of conversations and talking with agents and investors, you can go onto our RedX forum if you're a customer, and you can also join our uh, RedX Elite Prospectors group on Facebook. You don't have to be a customer to join that to talk to other like-minded individuals um, who want to be successful like you. And if you didn't get your questions asked, or if you want to get your questions asked in the future from future podcast uh, guests, you can make sure to subscribe to the podcast on our website. If you just go to theredx.com, there is a um, podcast tab, tab on the top right. Just click on that and you, a pop-up will come up and you can sign up and we'll send you emails to answer surveys and all of that good stuff. All right, I should get off my uh, high horse here. So thank you everyone again for watching and we will see you guys next week.